...sponsored winning show horses. Now, at almost 80 years old, he not only showed but owned and bred some of the most successful and exquisite warm bloods in the country. They were extraordinary, with more ribbons than Sally could count, and personalities as individual and unique as their beauty and skill. She treasured her time with them, all of them, not just the three she was paid to exercise— True, she needed the extra money she earned coming over here each morning, pitching in alongside the Pearson grooms, but the truth was she would have done it for free. Her tires crunched in the snow as she pulled her truck up to the barn and came to a stop. She was early. Frederick wouldn't be arriving for another half hour. That worked out fine. It would give her a chance to check on Sunrise, see how her leg was faring. She'd been favoring it the other day, Hopefully by now it was on the mend. Climbing out of her truck, Sally tromped her way to the wooden doors. God, it was cold. Elbowing her way inside, she rubbed her gloved hands together for warmth. She could hear the horses whinnying softly and moving around in their stalls. First things first, sunrise. She went down to the mare's stall, stroking her neck in greeting. Sunrise was a graceful chestnut with regal white markings and dark, expressive eyes. Warm and affectionate by nature, she responded to Sally's caress with a flick of her tail and a welcoming nuzzle, although Sally noted her stance was still a bit stiff. Frowning, she glanced down. Yes, that right front leg was definitely bothering her. No sooner had Sally squatted down to take a look... Then voices from the back of the barn reached her ears. Male voices. Not just a screw-up. A criminal offense. A bomb said to blow up in all our faces. It was Frederick, Edward Pearson's eldest son, and Sally's morning riding partner. Evidently he was here. And he sounded furious. To hell with loyalty. He's out. That's my call not yours. The icy reply came from a voice Sally recognized as belonging to the family patriarch himself. After 79 turbulent years and a recent heart attack, Edward Pearson was no less formidable than he'd been in his prime. Stay out of this, Frederick. I'll deal with it. How? By paying off the right people to make it go away? That won't work. Not this time. Damn it, father, get your head out of the sand. He's a loose cannon. He's set to go off. And when he does, it's our company and our lives that'll be blasted to bits. Stop being so melodramatic. I know what I'm doing. Great. Then clue me in. About your plans for him and that research consultant you're pouring our money into? The whole enchilada. I've got a right to know. I'm Pearson and Company's CEO. And I'm its chairman, Edward shot back. Until the day I die, which means you answer to me, not the other way around. How could I forget? You remind me daily. Now let me remind you that I've busted my ass for 30 years to get us where we are. Yes, but it was my ass that launched this company 50 years ago. You were still flipping baseball cards. Well, 
Now I'm earning record profits. I can't do that if I'm being undermined. You obviously have an agenda. What is it? You know all you need to. Frederick sucked in his breath sharply. In other words, butt out, and the son of a bitch stays at Pearson. Right. No, not right. This discussion is far from over. Frederick sounded as if he might snap. Let's cut this short. Sally will be here any minute. We're going riding. After that, I'm leaving for the office. I've got a 10.30 meeting. You and I will resume this later. That was the last thing Sally wanted to hear. Having long since realized this conversation was not one she should be privy to, she was about to duck out of Sunrise's stall and slip away without being noticed. That wasn't...